Welcome Home, a podcast for veterans, about veterans, by veterans, is a project of Willing Warriors and the Warrior Retreat at Bull Run. Good morning. I'm your host, Larry Zilliax, Director of Culinary Services here at the Warrior Retreat. And today we have two fantastic guests, two of my favorite ladies, our Director of Operations, Diane Polk, and our Executive Director, Sarah Ford. So welcome, ladies. Good morning. Thanks, Larry, for having us. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to sit down with us and uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what you all do here at the retreat and um, how the retreat operates, um, what plans we have for the retreat in the future, um, and just some of the general day-to-day operations. Um, So, Sarah, if you would, could you give us like an overview of what the Warrior Retreat is all about, what we do here? Sure, Larry. So the Warrior Retreat is the, the flagship operations of the organization Willing Warriors. So here at the retreat, we host respite stays for wounded, ill and injured, active duty, as well as veteran service members and their families, where they can come and spend six days here at the retreat. They can relax, reconnect, kind of decompress from the, the medical, the hospital environment that they're in at the current the current time so they can come here with their families which is which is huge because they're able to reestablish some bonds and, and reconnect here at the retreat and truly kind of get revitalized for their ongoing rehabilitation journey and um how often do they come how often does a family stay here at the retreat so we have retreat stays respite stays uh that are a week long basically and we have warriors that are here three weeks out of the four weeks of a month Okay, and then during that uh, week that we're off, is anything else going on here at the retreat? Absolutely. That week is a very busy week here at the retreat because that's the time that we use um, to really work on projects inside and outside the homes. We have 37 acres along with our two lodging houses here on the grounds. So that is when we we open up the doors and literally um, invite the community to come in and, and help us make this retreat just beautiful uh, for the warriors and and to welcome them when they come for all these days. So the grounds and, and the homes are just as beautiful as, as day one when we opened. So we have community groups that come on that off week, uh, corporate service groups come and do projects in and outside the home. So it's, it's a very busy time. There, there is no off week for the retreat, even though we may not be hosting families. It's, it's definitely a working week here at the retreat. And Diane, can you tell us a little bit about how um, a family warrior uh, from Walter Reed or Fort Belvoir is uh, selected to come? Absolutely. Uh, as you were saying, we do work very closely with Walter Reed uh, Medical Hospital and Fort Belvoir. And the soldiers that are actually in the soldier recovery unit are the soldiers that we're working with. And they are have been there for a while. They could be living there for six months or more. Their families are not with them. So they get recommended by leadership or by their doctors to be able to come uh, or a need to come to the warrior retreat just to get out of that hospital environment. The families are often separated. They might be visiting their uh, husband, wife, mother, father, child, uh, we have no, you know, it, the wounds just, it doesn't pick an age or, or anything. And they often can't see each other. And the main goal that we have here at the Warrior Retreat is to have make sure the warriors know that their family is not better off without them because 
the families are moved sometimes from other states because their recovery is very long. The children are moved from schools and there's a, a quite an adjustment uh, that takes place. And the warrior might see the stress that's being taken on their family or their children. They may not have even seen graduations or plays that the kids are in or ball games or whatever the case may be. And they feel that if they weren't here, their family could go back to normal. So our goal is to make sure the warrior knows that they're loved and that they're needed and their family needs them. And uh, we do that a lot here at the retreat. We have a half basketball court, we have trails, we have playgrounds for the kids. We have a track wheelchair here. The houses are completely ADA mm. uh, elevators in both of the houses. Track wheelchair helps families get on the trails. We've had uh, warriors that were wheelchair bound and their spouse or loved one is used to pushing them and being behind them. And a wonderful experience was the warrior was able to be in the track wheelchair, walk the trails, and their partner was walking side by side with them, which had not happened in years. So what we see here at the retreat is just a rebonding, and that is our goal, rebonding and relaxing. Uh, we're not a medical facility. We're to bring the families back together as well as battle buddy groups. Uh, battle buddy groups, female military sexual trauma groups can come, uh, PTS Groups can come, each home uh, will hold up to 10 people, uh, family members or groups. They don't share the home with another family member or group. Mm. So uh, what we see when the families check in on Fridays and leave on Wednesdays are smiles, relaxation, and a true rebonding of uh, the family as well as battle buddies. And is there a, a lot of things for them to do while they're here? There is. They are here for the five days. They get a phenomenal uh, five-star chef meal. So a lot of our warriors that have PTS going to a restaurant <laughs> with noise and crowds, et cetera, is just not something they can do. So our Larry Zeliox, Director of Culinary Services, has a wonderful chef program. So on their application, they'll fill out their favorite meal and that will be cooked to them by professional chefs here at the retreat for one night. And uh, the in the Pentagon Federal House, that uh, the White House Presidential Food Service chefs and will come and cook their favorite meal, meal for them there. We also ask them what their favorite dessert is. We have phenomenal volunteer bakers, home bakers. So their favorite dessert is here waiting for them when they get here. We also work with several groups, uh, equestrian groups uh, that have Project Horse Healing. It seems to be a big bonding experience, not necessarily riding the horses, mm -hmm. but with groups that actually uh, help PTS warriors, horses that have also have PTS. They seem to bond and, and navigate toward each other. It's a wonderful and beautiful experience. Uh, American Helicopter donates an hour helicopter tour. We have wonderful volunteer photographers. Mm. They get a family photography session. And there are several other things uh, that they can do, but the 37 acres here, the grounds here, we say to them as they're driving up, welcome home. And it's to relax. And once they're here in the grounds or the top of the beautiful Bull Run Mountains, it's just a phenomenal calming. Uh, the retreat seems to have arms that come around the warriors and the families, and uh, we see it. So, Sarah, tell us what's been your your most 
moving or favorite experience here at the retreat one when you took over as executive director it definitely would be seeing the transformation with the families seeing the families there the looks on their faces when they come uh, they're they're stressed they've just been been maxed out and and some of them frankly um you know it was hard for them to even get here to the retreat and so to see them on on day one and then to see them on the on their checkout day it's just a it's just an amazing transformation you can't you can't quite put it into words but when you can see on somebody's face just the the stress you know being relieved and and sure um just that optimism that they that they feel and and the gratitude that they feel for um being able to come here and, and it's and it's for the community that gratitude that they feel is for everybody that that comes together to make their stay possible but but when you know that you can make an impact on on not only an individual life but the whole family and then the the network around that family you know it's just a ripple effect but but to see but to see that transformation and, and one of our warriors um didn't want to go back didn't want to go back to walter reed and <laughs> was quite ill and asked his father to drive him around to the back of the property and we have a little golf cart path basically around to the back office and they drove their car down that little golf cart path and just kind of stopped and he was just looking and looking around the grounds and and just had tears in his eyes and and um you know, was just so appreciative for the stay. And, and so some of the staff went up to, to this warrior and, and his dad and, and, uh, they remarked to the staff that you're angels, mm -hmm. you're just all angels. Thank you so much. And so it's just stories like that. And we have so many stories and, and, um, you know, it's just, you know, would love to share them all. I know we don't have the time in this, in this podcast to talk about all the stories, but that's what makes it most rewarding and, and so impactful for us as a staff. And then for the, the volunteers to get to see that as well. Mm -hmm. And it is, how many volunteers do we have, do you think? We have hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of volunteers. We have a group of about 58 or so core volunteers that are here each week. Um, you know, volunteers that are here on Wednesdays working with the grounds team or house prep or staging um, in the gardens and, and so forth um, that are here just every week. But then there's hundreds more that come for our beautification days on Saturdays. They will come and support our events, um, work tirelessly, you know, during those events. Um, we just have such a large network of support that it's, it's just really fantastic. Mm -hmm. And. So tell us about some of the other things you do as executive director. I know Diane, myself, uh, most of the staff work directly with the families and the warriors, but a lot of your work uh, is around grants, grant writing. Uh, you work with the board directly um, and our founders, John and Shirley. Um, so uh, that's a lot of work. I know it's a lot of work for you. But can you give our listeners an idea of what it takes to keep the Warrior Retreat at Bull Run running? Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's not only about the, the health of the organization right now, but it's about the growth of the organization and making sure that we're not only here today, but we are a viable and sustainable organization that we're going to be here for many, many years to come to support our warrior families. So uh, working with staffing and, and having that right staffing mix to, to take care of this wonderful retreat property is, is essential. And we have the best staff. You couldn't ask for a better 
group, a better team of people that just truly have the the heart and passion for these warriors. Um, so, so yeah, so staffing, but then also strategic planning, looking at growth, finding what the needs are in our warrior community and, and being adaptable and ready to change and not only react, but be proactive with, with those needs. So that's where the Grand Lodge that we're going to be um, building here shortly, the Penn Penn Grand Lodge is, is a response to one of those needs that, that we saw. But then also the growth of the organization through funding. Mm. You know, none of this is free. Of course, it's free to our warriors and families that come and stay here, but but uh, there are bills to pay. And so we have to make sure that that we're getting the, the funding um, to, to keep these doors open. And that's that's a huge part of, of my job. And, and our funding comes through grants, you know, writing grants, different organizations, uh, corporate donations, corporate sponsorships, and and then our wonderful community of donors that we have, not only in this region, but, but nationwide that support the operations here at the retreat. Mm-hmm. And Diane, uh, Sarah mentioned the Grand Lodge, which is um, another uh, six-bedroom house we're going to build here on the property. And because you don't have enough to do already in your job, uh, you're going to take on the duties of the project manager for that, which I think is insane, by the way. Uh, But uh, somebody's got to do it. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about what the lodge is, is going to look like, what it will be used for, what what this project's all about yes um what this will be a six bedroom home but the main focus i think for us is a 2000 square foot activity room that is going to be built beside it this activity room we're proposing to be able to have speakers come in actually have seminars from other military uh, members retired veteran or even active duty i know that uh several Warriors listen to a lot of veteran podcasts. I would like to be able to have some of them come out to the retreat, have warriors come to the retreat. Warriors don't always want to go to very big public places that are hard to get in and out of. So that is one of our goals. Also to have seminars on maybe helpful uh, helpful groups maybe have a PhD come or a doctor or a specialist in PTSD and have the warriors come here and to be able to come somewhere safe, quiet, calming to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. That would be a nice goal to have here. And uh, for and some of the groups would be able to stay at the Grand Lodge as well. We'll have six bedrooms. It will also be ADA. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that it will be a huge growth for the retreat and a helpful venue a possibility of looking to our first responders locally uh, whether fire department police departments for any kind of seminars they may like to have any kind of recovery groups been working with uh, fort belvoir chaplains and there are several seminars that they're going to be looking forward to having here uh, after the lodge is built Mm -hmm. to have groups of warriors active duty just to be able to go somewhere and have one or two day seminars or a week long seminar. Mm-hmm. And I understand, I've seen it's all over the internet. It's just, uh, it's huge. There's a report that there's going to be a, a large wood fired pizza oven. Yes, uh, that, that is. is. That oh, is a, so you can confirm those rumors. Yes. And now that we're uh, live about that. 
<laughs> yes, we will be having a pizza oven, and actually one of the events might even be a uh, outside pizza contest, pizza pizza contest. It would be something fun, relaxing to get uh, people here. So, And the fact that we are a nonprofit, a 5013C nonprofit, all of the uh, events that we do, all the fundraising we do is specifically to keep our doors open. A lot of the warriors that come often ask, what can we do uh, at the end of their stay here? What can we do to help to make sure your doors stay open? And the basic thing that we ask of our warriors is to spread the word mm -hmm. to other warriors, to battle buddies, to family members, because we've had warriors come from all over the United States. We've had warriors that were in, injured overseas, flown back here from uh, Africa, recovered at Walter Reed, and then come and, and stayed here. So we're trying to spread the word to our warriors, so let them know we're here. We do have the soldier recovery unit uh, nurse care givers come to the retreat to tour and to see and so they can get the feel of, of the retreat to be able to approve the warriors coming here. So we have a pretty close relationship with the uh, care coordinators. At we do. We have Walter. a very uh, close relationship. Uh, in addition to, we do a barbecue every summer uh, at Walter Reed and Fort Belvoir. We do holiday parties at Walter Reed and Fort Belvoir. We have extended our reach to the chaplains at the military bases across the United States, hoping to hear back from them to uh, be able to spread the word that we're here. We have talked with a few and we're looking forward to talking with the other, with more. Mm -hmm. And another thing too, hitting on the volunteer part of it, is I would say about 95% of our volunteers are military connected. Mm. They have either retired, uh, there we've got a 70 some year old Colonel who is out there mowing the lawns and uh, we've got a couple of Vietnam nurses that come and volunteer and it's their way of giving back and after all this time and they just come back and back and back. Uh, Larry, you're retired. Uh, you're a veteran. I'm a veteran. Uh, Sarah's husband was a veteran. I'm coming from a military background, going back to World War One. So we all have a connection and a deep love for for what we do here. Yeah. Um, so uh, when are they going to start building the the Grand Lodge? We are hoping within the next thirty days. We are uh, very excited. Uh, finalizing some paperwork now and looking to get the permits. Sometime in March? I'd say yes. Okay. I think we'll be breaking ground by the end of March. Wow. Okay. And we hope to have the Grand Lodge open, ribbon cutting, estimating, weather permitting, and all the good Lord in, in our favor, December yeah. of 2023, the end of this year. Oh, very to exciting. To be able to open our doors in 2024. Oh, good. Okay. Um, Sarah, what's the biggest struggle that you have in managing the organization or just raising money or, or what's the, what's the biggest hurdle that we have here? Well, as a small nonprofit, small 501c3, it's always a challenge to have the funding meet the need. And, and we, you know, have seen increased needs for these group program stays. And that's why we're building this Grand Lodge that Diana was talking about. And we're, we're so excited to have that because we know that there's 
programs out there. We know there's groups out there that we're going to really be able to have an impact with. Um, but the challenge is, is funding, right? Finding finding the funding um, to make sure that, again, we're keeping the doors open and we're able to host these groups and bring more groups out and, and also increase our reach. One issue with that funding would be would be our tax situation. Honestly, we're having a little bit of a hurdle right now with with our with our um, tax taxes because we're paying property taxes. We pay Prince William County property taxes, which most people are frankly shocked that that we pay uh, property taxes here. We're a little bit unique from other organizations in the fact that we have 37 acres here in Prince William County and we have two large retreat homes and we're building a third. So right now, what we pay in taxes will potentially almost double when we get this brand new, um, you know, 5,000 plus square foot home built. So that's that's one of the issues that we're dealing with now is, is trying to get property tax exemption from the county. So a lot of people assume that because we're a nonprofit organization, we don't have to pay tax. Correct. And which is true on most things, but in this our particular county, nonprofits have to pay property tax on uh, what they, the facilities that they own. Correct. Which uh, it's a substantial chunk of our budget, uh, and certainly as it relates to guest stays. Correct. It would be what we pay right now on property taxes would fully fund ten guest stays here, week long guest stays for warrior families, yeah. and so we have to fundraise for that money, um, and that money is going to pay the taxes um, versus going to pay uh, for for our warrior stays. And are we going to try to get that lifted, or uh, what What are we doing to convince the county that uh, they've got to stop taxing us? Well, we definitely have support from the community, certainly from our veterans here in the community, um, but even, uh, you know, the, the businesses that, that that have their businesses here in Prince William County, when they're coming to the retreat, they're um, kind of blown away when they see what we're paying in taxes and the fact that we are um, not tax exempt already. So we do have the support. So we are going to continue to ask and, and to um, kind of rally the community behind us and, and let people know because the more people that know, the, the more people that can help advocate on our behalf. And, and we really are going to be asking the the Board of Supervisors to to consider that tax exemption. Well, hopefully it'll uh, it'll go well. We yes. uh, that's a bill we really don't need. Correct, correct. And considering how much that is in our budget um, and how much we have to fundraise to just to meet that meet that expenditure, um, it's it's um, you know a considerable amount of our budget sure. to pay that in, and we just know that it's going to exponentially grow with the house and it's just a shame that we're trying to do a service for the community and, and for the, the military um, and, and even now looking into first responders and uh, we're doing a, a great service for, for this area and having to pay, yeah. pay, pay that much for it. Sure. Um, well, as we sort of wrap things up uh, today, uh, Diane, what's the one thing you want to leave our listeners with uh, uh, what's the one thing you, you want them to know about the retreat and what goes on here? Uh, I would just like to say we are here for you. The Warrior Retreat at uh, Bull Run in Haymarket, Virginia, we are here for you. If you have a need uh, to stay, uh, one thing I do want to say, we're not a vacation. 
home. We are not a bed and breakfast. Uh, we are run by volunteers. It takes a lot of work. So we want our retreat stays to be impactful and to, to rebuild and that we are here and to give us a call. If you'd like to come for a tour, um, we're not open. It all has to be scheduled in advance because if the warrior families are here, we don't want to interrupt their stay. Mm -hmm. But we would love to hear from you. And I would just like to say uh, what the retreat says is welcome home. And this is your home away from home. And we'd love to have you come and stay. Thank you. Sarah, same question to you. What's the one thing that... Uh you, you want everyone out there to know about what uh, what we do. I would just want to shed light on the fact, as, as Diane alluded to, that, that we're run by volunteers. And it's truly the community that, that supports this organization and makes what we have happen for the, for the warrior families. We have a small staff of, of just, you know, seven part-time staff members here at the retreat. And um, the enormity of what it takes for each guest day does not go unnoticed as far as what our volunteers and what our community brings to this to this retreat. And so that's why we just want to get the word out. We want to share with everybody as, as much as we can, because we want you all to know what good you are doing here at the Warrior Retreat. Well, good. Thank you. Um, that uh, pretty much wraps it up. Thank you both for joining me today, and uh, I'm, I'm sure our listeners got uh, a lot out of what we had to say. So uh, thank you for listening. Our schedule is uh, we will release podcast on the first 15th of each month. So be sure to subscribe wherever you uh, get your podcasts, and we'll see you soon. The Welcome Home Podcast is brought to you by Willing Warriors, a nonprofit organization serving active duty service members and veterans since 2012. To learn more, please visit our webpage at willingwarriors.org.